Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. What's the name of our person today? I have two females for you. Okay. So I'm assuming a client name? Yeah, sure. Let's do the client first. So Nabby. Nabby. Okay. So Nabby is over technology and she just starts her session by saying simply to me, do you think that you could um, talk to me about my sister? Mm. And I'd like to know what the soul contract is with my sister. And I hear her sister. So what's her name? Minji. Minji says, hi, Karen, I'm here and I'm dead. Oh, I love when they start like this. Yeah. It's just very specific. They get the ball rolling quickly. We don't have to guess where they are in the ether. <laughs> yes. That's a lovely way of wording that. Are her protons held together and she's a human? Or are her protons sparsely in the universe and she's a soul on the other side? Trying to get her shit together to <laughs> be here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? So her protons are far apart and she's passed over. So Minji says to me, look, Karen, I'm passed over. She says, and um, this is going to be a lot in this session and I'm going to make it easier for you. This session is going to mostly be on me to come forward with some truths. My sister needs to hear some truths. And um, 
she's not trying to play any games with you. She's just not thinking about medium. She's just, she just wants to know about our contract together. She's being very truthful and right to the point. I said, okay, so what do you want to do with that? Well, where am I going to start? And she goes, well, she's going to look for some validations. So I do want you to affirm some things and say that we have other brothers and sisters. So that's factual. You can tell her that. You can say that we have one parent on earth, one parent on the other side. We have a sibling that's crossed. Um, you can you can tell her that. And then if she wants to know male, female, mom, dad, but that's not really what she's here for. She wants a sole contract and she knows what you do. So just give it with that to begin with. And then I'm going to get into the behaviors. So I told Nabby um, exactly what her sister had said about being crossed over and everything. And she said, oh God, she said, I'm sorry, Karen, I, 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 I wasn't specific. I should have said medium. I said, that's okay. I said, you're really looking for the sole contract. I understand it. But she came through to clarify that. And that was to give you validation right off the hop that um, we've got her and that her spirit wants to come through. And she says that she's here to do most of the talking because you're trying to understand her behaviors and you're trying to understand um, the contract between the two of you and how it affected you. So so can I pause for listeners? Yeah. Uh, you're bringing up some really important points for people who might just be joining us or people who've been listening for years and have never put these two things together that a client could sit down and ask for a sole contract and it could be about someone who's alive right or a pet that's alive that medium and sole contracts don't always go together right a lot of people will often call us and think all we do is medium and not know about the other gifts. Um, and this is where soul contracts can be about someone who's dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Minji says to me, I have a little bit of talking to do. So could you ask her for like some silence on your part? Because I'm going to need to explain the story to you. So I asked her sister that and she said, my client, and she said, yep, go. I understand this. You go right ahead and do what you need to do. So Minji says to me, you know, she says, I never would have said any of this to you when I was alive. She Which goes, is an affirmation in and of itself. You got it. She says, so you got you to preface by saying on earth, this is how I actually behaved. I did these things to my sister. And I said, well, what did you do? Can you give me some of those examples? And she goes, Absolutely. She says, I did things like I undermined her constantly. She says, I undermined her with her children. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Th there's another fact. Mm -hmm. She has children. Yes, she does. And she really allowed me to be a part of her life by going over and spending time with the family and taking the kids out and doing things. But if she said, you know, make sure that the kids are home by a certain time, I brought them back late. If she said, make sure that they don't eat certain foods, I let them eat what they want. She said, I undermined her so that her own children would think I was more fun than her. Mm -hmm. And she says, I knew what I was doing. And I said, well, hold up, Minji. I said, did your sister challenge you? Did she say anything? Did she confront you? Or did she, did she people please the shit out of you and let it be? 
because you were there to help her and she just appreciate. No, no, she challenged me. She would meet me at the door or she would call me later when the kids went to bed and say, hey, they didn't eat their dinner tonight. Told you it was going to be at six o'clock. Clearly you fed them. I've brought this up before. How many times do I have to ask? Mm -hmm. And the conversation just got dead ended by Minji every single time. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, well, you know, they were hungry and I gave them food. So she always wanted it to come out in the sense of, yeah, but I'm the one that knows best and I'm the one that's parenting them better than you, even though she wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have known if the kids had had their lunch right before she, they had picked her up. Because kids are unreliable people. Yeah. They're and, manipulative. Yes. And even though she does these things, her sister, who's the mother of the children, doesn't want to cut her off and out of their lives. She sees that there are other things that are of value that her sister has in her personality. And the love that they have for each other, her mm -hmm. children and her sister. So she understands this conundrum, but she thinks, well, I'll just keep confronting her. I'll just keep trying my best. And it, it, it never pans out that until the children age and understand what's going on and they fix it themselves, this continues. Mm -hmm. And she tries, the mother tries to set the boundaries repetitively and it is always wet, met, oh my God, it is always met with some form of conflict in her partner. Now, this is the dad, the biological dad, uh, her husband, never gets involved. He doesn't want to get in between the two sisters. He doesn't want to lose the sister who comes over and babysits the kids so that they can go out. Which translates, anyone who's listening, to, I refuse to partner you, Nabby. Yes, 100%. So she's left on her own to deal with her sister's behavior and to try and fix and change some of the things or to speak to her children and say, yes, she loves you, but that's not what you're supposed to do. If you're hungry before dinner, you should have a snack, which would be some carrots or celery or some fruit, but something that wouldn't fill you up or a glass of water. So, and I'll clarify this too, like you're asking children to self-regulate themselves with not ideal options in a child's mind when something more appealing is being offered to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not old enough to know that they're necessarily making an irresponsible decision because the adult in the room, which is Minji at that time, is encouraging them. She's behaving like a two-year-old with her. Right. I'll give you what you want. Yeah. Like me. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, there's such a desperation there to be, to have her own family, so to speak. Oh, did Minji say that? Yes. So she says, I did these things because I didn't have my own children. I didn't have my own partner. I didn't have these things in my life. And I see that it's precarious that um, you're the closest person around me that's going to let me get away with this. Mm 
And so while you do confront me and you do challenge me and you do set a boundary and you say certain things and you're angry and blah, 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 bottom line is, is that I still get to come back and take the kids and do things. And so ultimately I see that I get my way. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I can continue to undermine you because you're ultimately going to let me get away with it. So Minji says, you know what, I'd like you to explain this and I'd like you to explain that these are the things that I did. And then I'd like you to tell her that since I've crossed over and I got, I'm getting to see, I've gotten to see, I've done some work, what I did, what it did to the children, what it ultimately did to my relationship with those children. Because eventually they grow up to be adults who can reflect back on that dynamic and see their aunt's behavior for what it truly was and how it hurt their mother. Mm-hmm. And how their own father then ghosted their mother. Good way to put it. And left her on her own and did not partner her or step in and say, how do we want to handle this together? And how both the sister and the husband, ultimately the mom is is struggling with both relationships. Yeah, she's isolated. Totally. Abandoned. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. And then in turn, how the mom sits down and tries to explain whenever it's appropriate each time with the children, that this is what this behavior is. And and this is actually what's healthy for you. And so you may still go out with her and do what you're going to with her. But at some point in life, you're going to realize I'm trying to offer you something healthy. Mm -hmm. And when you get there on your own, um, I will be happy for that day. <laughs> I don't know how else to word that. I think you've done an excellent job. And I, I hope that parents are hearing this because yeah. the way that Nabi sounds like she's handling things is a recognition that if she's handing her children over to her sister, she is relinquishing control about what's going to happen during that interaction. Um, and as you've mentioned, age appropriately is empowering her children with knowledge of health Mm-hmm. but saying you still have freedom of choice. Yeah. And and that the life tool in here is people are always going to offer you not really shiny options and some really shiny options, and you have to use your discernment tool as to whether or not the shiny shit is even good for you. Well, and I think if you stick with this, the shiny shit at that young age and you don't take the opportunity for growth, you end up still looking for the shiny shit when you're 50. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, and you still look for the aunt's behavior in the rela- in your primary relationships that you want. Right. Give me what I want. You got it. And then it's just, it's breeding privilege and entitlement. You got it. And then you have the mom who's trying to say, not so shiny, but healthy. Right. And and so I, I'm going to say it because I know it's a bold statement, but like shame on, on uh, Minji. Mm. Because a child shouldn't have to be faced with that predicament. And yet we, we know in certain cultures, and, and I say cultures because I mean, you have to have the money, you have to have certain things to give these things to children. Somebody might say I was too damn poor. Nobody would have been doing any of that for me. But if well, I you... Think that's, that's socioeconomic, not culture. Pardon me. Thank you. That in this particular situation, Minji can get away with these behaviors and is has um, an enabler in the husband. Mm-hmm. And so 
she's now coming through to say, I'm trying to acknowledge this. I want to say that I know what it is. I want to tell my sister that I did it intentionally, knowing that I was undermining her, Mm -hmm. that I was purposely trying to do it. I knew her husband wasn't going to stand up to me. I knew I was getting away with this behavior. I knew she was raised to be a people pleaser. I knew she was stuck in some of her own patterns. I took advantage of all of this to my own good. Well, can I also point out too, I mean, you're correct about the enabler and the husband, but also the enabler and Nabby. Oh, absolutely. while she is snow fencing this boundary, meaning I'm going to set it, but every time you come back, I'm going to hand my kids to you. So now I got to reset the boundary every time, you know, that snow is pushed against it and the fence falls over. She is in her people pleasing, still enabling, even though she may go around saying, no, I set a boundary. No, I stand up for myself. I think your explanation is beautiful because everyone's got some level of growth that needs to get done here in all three. Absolutely. And and that's where victim people pleaser comes in at a certain point of, oh, but I set the boundary. Minji's the problem. Yeah, you Minji is a fucking problem. However, you not following through on a consequence, if mm-hmm. you are the nabby in this story, uh, is just as much at fault. You got it. Uh, 100%, Kelly. felt very luxury, but it felt really good and cathartic. It- <laughs> well, because I hope that like light bulbs went off for people, right? Well, yeah. And then you've got these children that have these three adults that are all stuck in their own patterning. Yeah. And, and the children are trying to figure out what love is. You got it. Mom is handing me this less shiny thing, calling it love. Weird. Auntie Minji is handing me this really shiny thing with a smile on her face and a hug. Feels a lot like love. Dad's fucking absent. Uh, Okay, that's a different kind of love. Like, how then do you actually define or know what your needs are? Exactly. Enter therapy. (laughs) You got it. And, and then you get to this point where she, Minji then says, so my sister goes to counseling, my sister reads books, my sister decides to grow, my sister apologizes to her kids. She does all of this work, but in the process of her starting to recognize, wow, I'm a people pleaser. Wow, I don't, I don't set boundaries. Wow, I actually have to go up to my kids and say I made a mess of something. Oh, go nabby. And I, I've got to be able to stand up to my kids and now set a boundary where I, I didn't before. Oops, that's not going to be comfortable because the kids aren't used to that from mom. Or even, I mean, if you are nabby in this situation, your children are now old enough to make their own decisions. Yeah. To be able to say, oh, I have to admit I made mistakes here. Here's where I, you know, floundered. Um, now I don't even have the option to make that decision for you or that healthy decision for you on yeah. your behalf anymore. It has to be yours. Yeah. And and there's pain there in watching your children learn that because mm-hmm. you weren't able to give them better tools. Ah, uh, yeah. There's the grieving there for her to be able to say, wow, my kids can't fill in the blank, mm-hmm. be in a healthy relationship or make a healthy job decision or decide to move or fix their house, whatever it is. It's just tons of different things, right? I think like in addition to what you're saying, you know, I can hear people potentially responding to this being like, yeah, Nabi didn't know better. And I think that's true in a, in a lot of ways that she didn't know that she could 
maybe take her kids away from her sister and say, no, you're not seeing them. Maybe she didn't, she truly didn't think that was an option with all of the people pleasing. Um, but her gut told her that she knew better. Oh yeah. All along, I'm assuming Nabby, you know, cause she is trying to set this boundary all along. Something in her is saying, this isn't right. I need to, I need to somehow make this stop. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that K knowing, right? Oh yeah. Uh, capital K. Um, oh man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then she says to me, tell her all of that. So I'm just going to say I did mm-hmm. so that we can continue and go on with the story. And I guess what I should do here is pause and say that her sister listens to this and says, this is true. Nabby. Nabby just yeah. flat out says, thank you for saying this. This is why I've called. This is what I wanted to talk about. And I said, oh, in what regard? And she goes, I want to talk to my dead sister and say, we got to get past this. Mm. We got to somehow say we both made mistakes. I made mine. I didn't learn. I didn't set the boundaries. I should have. I, I, I. And she's done her work. So she's saying, I need to sit with my dead sister and say, yeah, you're at fault. Me too. Personal responsibility. Yeah. Oh, and I love that you're illustrating personal responsibility, both dead and alive. Yes! <laughs> and that you can mend relationships when they're on the other side, I summarized. That's okay. why I pick this show. Super cool. <laughs> One of the reasons why you call a medium. Mm-hmm. Even when you're in therapy and you're getting help from that person, from that perspective. Yeah, well, because they, the therapist, generally, would never be able to affirm would never be able to say, oh, and I hear your dead sister saying we're good. Yes. Or here's what I've learned. Yes. So I said, or or pardon me, Kelly. So then she said to me, I'm here because I wanted to come and I wanted to be able to say, yeah, there's a part of me that wants to hear my sister acknowledged her shit. There's a part of me that wants to hear that she's sorry about that. Maybe even that she's sorry. Could we move past this now? I had to wait till she died to have this conversation because this wasn't the only relationship that we struggled in. We struggled in our, fa- our core family with our brothers and sisters. We struggled with our parents. We struggled, struggled, struggled. Mm-hmm. There was no place on earth that this was easy or where we found a place to come together, where there was a moment of peace for either of us. And so she says, this is why I'm sitting here. And it's okay. I'm glad that she's telling you all of that. But I want you, Karen, to be the person just to sit there and listen, that I'm acknowledging what I did. And I'm here to say to my sister, yeah, I know. And I know I did that people pleasing. This is the best kind of confession ever. (laughs) Okay. And so she goes on and she tells me, she says, I want you to tell my sister that I know I should have stood up to my husband and said, get on the same page. What are you doing over there? Mm -hmm. And I should have said to the kids, you're not going out with her. This is what's going on. And I should have said to my sister, don't bother coming back Mm -hmm. until you're going to do it this way. And you're going to do it under my supervision. And then I'll let you do it on your own. I didn't give her a process. But if anybody's listening to this show on a regular basis, what do we know about people pleasers? They don't have it for themselves. They don't have the process for themselves. And so we see where she's stuck and has no process to, she doesn't know how to get through one. Mm-hmm. And then we hear from dead sister that she doesn't have a process in how to get through her shit either. And so 
both of these sisters are sitting there saying, okay, you're alive, you're dead, but we both want to get past the relationship we had when I was alive. And there's love. I, oh, I so, mm, so many times when I'm channeling, the person who's passed over will say, I'm doing a better job loving you now than I knew how to when I was alive. Yeah. And, it, and it's said with excitement as much as it's said with sadness too, acknowledging the limitation that they had or the stubbornness that created a limitation. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So then Nabby says to me, Karen, I booked an appointment with a medium to see if she'd show up. Oh. Because if she showed up, it meant that she had learned and it meant that she wanted to be here. And I wanted to be here for her while she was on earth. And I was doing my work to get there, waiting to see, come on, come on, are you going to get there? Can we finally have this conversation? And her sister dies before they ever get that conversation. You did a beautiful job. Thank you. And now, because of what we do, because of mediums, these two sisters get to have this conversation where Minji gets to say, okay, I'm on the other side. I'm doing my work. I'm getting it. I'm here and I'm here because I want to be, because now I'm understanding processes that you went through on earth that I didn't go through. I didn't seek any of the help to do any of that. I refused. And I said, Minji, why did you refuse? If you had a sister that was trying, why did you refuse? And she goes, well, there are a number of reasons I refused. And she says, but I'm going to say one of them to you that's really going to hit my sister between the eyes as as a real solid truth. Religion. She said, I had so many beliefs in religion that blocked stuff like that. So I wouldn't walk up to my sister and say, I made a mistake. I need your forgiveness. I would have gone to confession on Sunday and said to the priest, um, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. This is how long I've been since I've, I've been here. Um, this is how I've been treating my sister. And the priest would have said, you're forgiven. Go say three Hail Marys and a glory be, and off you go, girl. So she says, so I had no, no belief in me that I needed to speak to my sister I believed that that priest and God forgave me and that my sister just had to get her shit together. I was already forgiven. What's my sister's problem? So there's such a disconnect because her sister is going into therapy. She's doing all of her work about communication. Connecting. She's actually trying to connect to another human being. and And Minji's religion is saying, you don't need to connect to another human being. I've connected you to God. And given you permission to keep setting fire to your life. That's how she's interpreting this. And so she says, you can say all of that to her as to one of the reasons why I don't lean in. Yeah. I, I don't try to connect to her in any way. As a matter of fact, I just keep shutting down. And each time that my sister and I don't connect, I blame her. I tell other people it's her behavior. And I say to other people Mm -hmm. that she's the one, she's mean. I did all these things for her and her husband. I took care of her kids. I took them off her hands. And she makes it look like her sister is the one 
that is ungrateful, unappreciative, unkind. And as a result of that, other people in the family, other people in friends, the other parent, think that she's the one with the problem. Mm -hmm. And that the sister who's passed over was just a very spiritual, very religious, loving person. That's infuriating. So there's, so the gaslighting. It's it's gaslighting galore. Mm-hmm. I, I just it's 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 a total clusterfuck. So Nabby cuts off all contact before she dies. She barely speaks to her. She doesn't socialize with her anymore. There's a real rift before she passes that goes right through the wake, right through the funeral, through all of this. To be able to stay in her healthy place, she maintains her healthy life. Do the family understand that? No. Because there's all kinds of other gaslighting and stories that don't have a foundation in the truth. Right. So Minji says, I'm here to say all of that. I'm here just to put it on the table. I'm just here to say what the truth is. She says, I haven't even worked through everything that I want to ask her for forgiveness for. I'm not even here asking for forgiveness today. And my sister's going to be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm here just to say, these are all the truths. Right. And if Nabi is now healthy and giving her own self a process, she's not rushing to forgiveness. That's right. Or to even put it on the table. That's correct. She's just trying to understand it. And then she's sitting with a medium to be able to say, explain this to my sister, because it's the difference between the alive me and the dead me that she is seeking. Well done. Thank you. Yep. It's a beautiful story. I'm so glad that our clients get to benefit from these lessons. Yeah. And at the very end, Nabi says to me, I just wanted the truth. She says, that's it. That's what I booked this for. But she says, you know what I figured out? She says, I figured out that as my sister's been telling me the truth, that the reason that she told me the truth is that she's actually figuring out how to love me. Mm. She goes, so I'm really good with this because I'm figuring this out. Telling the truth is love. Telling the truth is a connection. Mm. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.